0: This morning is a big morning. We have lots of scripture to cover. But I'm going to take us actually back all the way into the early chapters of Luke's gospel to start us off, chapter 9. In chapter 9, Jesus is on a roll, miracles, healings, proclaiming signs and the kingdom. Peter had just proclaimed him as the Messiah. He had transfigured into a beam of light in the company of Moses and Elijah He has prophesied about his death, and he fed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. The narrative continues to roll. Jesus enters a Samaritan village where he was to be welcomed, but he just passed through. The gospel says that it is because Jesus had set his face to go to Jerusalem. This means that everything he did after that, described in chapter 9, all of his healing, all of his ministry, that was all done with his face turned towards the holy city, where the prophets go to die. There's a motif of journey throughout the entire gospel, and today we join it to die for its most critical portion. There's a motif today, of we journey throughout the entire gospel toward Jerusalem. And today we long to, to die. For its most critical portion. We follow his gaze and look unabashedly the triumph of the entire, entire of the passion. And, and today we long to die. For its most critical portion. We follow his gaze story. and look unabashedly the triumph of the entire tragedy of Expansive emotional territory. And only by taking it in all at once can be can we be ready for what this week holds for us. The story has, has it all. Here are some of the feelings and emotions that we might experience or that we read about today. We have exhilaration and joy. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. Jesus has arrived in Jerusalem both humble and victorious. There is an air of jubilance and praise. And we all want to succumb to the desire to shout for joy at the presence of our Savior. We also have touches of beauty. Our morning's readings include the beauty of the first Eucharist and words of institution. This is my body given for you. This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. We feel deeply the pain of betrayal when Judas handed Jesus over to the authorities. We feel agony. When we read about Peter in the courtyard, denying Christ after promising he wouldn't, weeping over his own betrayal, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. This is devastating. We get angry. We get angry at the mockery of the crowds and of Pilate and Herod's soldiers who beat him and taunted him by asking him, prophesy, prophesy, who is it that struck you? There's this uh, very subtle strand of satisfaction, too, that runs like a manic rage through the crowd that we just said. And we can feel their satisfaction at finally being vindicated at Jesus' fate. Crucify him, they yelled. We feel grief. The daughters of Jerusalem weep for Christ as he passes by. We feel and experience mercy and gratitude, Jesus welcoming one of his fellow prisoners into the kingdom. Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. We have a revelation, an aha moment, a centurion. Certainly this man was innocent. We see justice, the kind of love that made Joseph of Arimathea brave enough to ask Pilate for Jesus' body, so that he could give up his own resting place and instead bury our Lord. He was waiting expectantly for the kingdom of God. And finally, of faithfulness, of the women who anoint Jesus' body, who prepare for the Sabbath, who saw Christ as he was. So all of this, this huge spectrum of emotion and drama, this exhilaration and the beauty, the pain and agony and anger, satisfaction, grief, mercy, revelation, justice, faithfulness. It's all in this story, the most important story. We feel and hear and experience all of this today. It is enormous. It is a big story. And it is calling us to embrace all of it. There are so many details that are so theologically rich, they could take up 10 or 20 sermons. I will not do that today. There are times for those. For today, however, I invite you to surrender into the swiftness of the end of Jesus' life and to feel it all. Jesus set his face toward Jerusalem long before he needed to, and we do too. We set our faces towards Jerusalem today so that we experience the vast emotional context in which our Holy Week services take us into. I hope that this week, you will come join us on Thursday, when we live into the beauty of Jesus' servanthood and we embrace the sometimes embarrassing vulnerability of having someone else actually wash our feet, just like Jesus did, and go and do likewise. I hope you join us on Friday as well, on Good Friday, where we witness Christ at his crucifixion. We reverence the cross, the instrument of torture that was forever redeemed by Jesus. This is a day that allows us to feel the deepest depths of sorrow. And of course, Sunday, Sunday will be all the more beautiful when it comes for all the ways in which we have embraced this journey with all of its emotion. Now our faces are turned toward Jerusalem, and now we walk. In the name of God.